All right, everybody. So if you are not yet ready for Supernatural to end, as many of us are not ready, then head on over to our Patreon page and you can access our pre-shows as well as our retrospective reviews and bonus shows each and every month. This stuff will allow us to continue to bring you guys additional new content. It lets us keep the lights going. Let's us do a lot more. And we're currently sitting at the retrospectives within season two, about halfway through the run, going all the way back to the pilot. You can listen to those exact same type of show here, but just with the older episodes. So if you're not ready to give up on Supernatural just yet, and you are looking for some more Crossroads content, then head on over to patreon.com slash Digital. All right. Now, we had planned to veer away from critical analysis in this discussion, kind of a lot, truthfully. We had thought that with the final episode, we would just enjoy what we were given. And that's basically what this first half has been. But after talking to a few listeners, we quickly realized that the majority of listeners enjoy our show for the honesty. So if you do not want to be dragged into the dab vortex, the, (laughs) the dabbing, the The dabbing, that's great. What will occur next? Then I want to thank each and every one of you for listening, for enjoying the final episode with us. And I certainly hope that you'll come back for our final end of the year recap, as well as the additional fun stuff we have planned for next year for our show, The Crossroads. And if you're interested, head on over to Patreon and see what kind of content you might want to see from there. And thank you all for listening. If you are interested in hearing some more of the critical stuff, some more of the, well, that doesn't fucking work, and why did we do that, and questions left unanswered, that's what this other half is going to be now. And we're going to hell for it, apparently. Which makes sense. And I think there are going to be a lot of people who continue to listen at this point, at least from the reaction that I have witnessed, gauged, not just amongst our show fans, but Supernatural fans in general. I think much of the fandom can't help but feel a bit miffed after it's all said and done. So let's start with the thing that probably pissed the most people off that I wrote in my notes. I don't have the binder with me, but I wrote down if this fucking happens, I'm going to be mad. And that's Dean dies. A frankly meaningless death at the hands of a masked vigilante vampire. So I'm going to let you guys get out your hatred here. I actually have a theory on this. And a reasoning and fan theory. Well, Mike and I had talked about it before you got here and he's like, Oh, that actually sort of makes sense, which is not normally what comes out of his mouth when he's talking about a theory that I've said. Um, but I'll let you guys get your hatred out. Cause I actually didn't hate this. Um, so I'm probably the one weirdo in the fandom that that actually didn't hate this. And and I'll, and I'll tell you why, but I'll let you guys get your hatred out first. Well, so my big problem with a lot of this was I'm like, this is how it fucking happens. This is how the legendary hunter, Dean Winchester, kicks the dust to be killed by a piece of rebar completely by happenstance. Now, on some level, I get the whole without plot armor, things just happen and they've been beaten up and stabbed and shot so many times. that It's kind of just a numbers game. We can talk about the beautiful metaphors and what dad was trying to do right and the interpretation of dean's growth and uh, sam letting go that's all fine and good but dean bites the dust because of a rando vampire let yeah. that sink in unmasked let that or, sink sorry, in masked. he Never defeated god he de- defeated leviathans demons angels Lucifer. and he dies at the hands yep. Of a meaningless vampire because of some meaningless vampire woman named Jenny that we're all supposed to remember from whatever who gives a fuck episode. <laughs> yeah, the fucking dead man's blood from season one. They act as if that was some big fucking reveal. And I, I will say, I was like, what the fuck is the point of that? First of all, 
first, before you kill him, uh-huh. before you kill him, you give him pie and a single happy day. What is he, a fucking sick dog? Like a dog that's on his last leg right before you take him to the vet to put him down. You give him all the treats he loves. <laughs> Fuck off with that. Seriously. Here, yeah. we're going to kill you, Dean. But before we kill you. You know, the greatest day ever. We're going to make sure you have all the pie. And you're going to deliver all those those expected chuckles that all the fans love. Right, guys? You love that, right? We're going to put pie in the face. We're going to force a joke. Yeah, that felt so contrived well, that and, out of, too, and that out of play. They've done so many jokes. And they did this so they can kill Dean. Well, real it quick. feels like a passive aggressive fuck you to Jensen. Honestly, it is. And the fans. I think it is. I mean, after Dean finally earned his true freedom, you kill him. So, well, Cass finally came out of the closet and you killed him, too. <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay. Let, let me let me kind of give you my idea on, on why they did it this way. At least my okay. my reasoning for this. So like Mike said, we've watched them. I don't think it's your reasoning, though. It's probably Dab's reasoning since you guys are on the same wavelength. <laughs> Please don't put that evil on so me. So right now you're um, speaking truths from the writing room. Do not put that evil on me. I'm nothing like Dab. I'm actually in shape, not fat. I don't eat like a piece he of shit. He did shave his and face. And I actually talk like a, a human being. It doesn't and mean did, yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. mean you're not twinsies in the brain. It's not, I feel like I don't even want to say this now. He's scrying you is what it is. He's using divination to see into your brain. God, you're a nerd. All right. You know so, what I'm talking about, though. I do, I do. Um, so for me, I actually was okay with this. Okay, hold on. Tabby says, why do you think, why do you think it was passive aggressive towards Jensen? Because Jensen wanted to end the show. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. It just is Hollywood. Yeah, guys, people aren't best friends. Okay, Jensen wanted to end the show because he didn't like the way it was going. We already know this. This feels like, hey, you don't like my story, so I'm going to fucking fucking end you. Literally. Writers are petty. People are petty yes, in are. Hollywood. Just because this is the set of Supernatural doesn't mean that there aren't enemies or people smiling or just at disagreements. you. I mean, go back to the nine years ago when, uh, yeah, nine Singer years and, ago. When Singer and Gamble. Remember those rumors yeah. that ended up actually being true that Singer was partially responsible for Gamble getting the boot? Yeah. He put all the blame on her for the ratings? Which made no fucking sense. It's not going to come to light anytime soon, but it is there. The clues are there. It just feels very... Anyways, now, go ahead, What Ryan. is your theory, Ryan? So, all right. So, Mike, like Mike mentioned earlier, they've they've taken down God. They've taken down all these huge monster, big bad mm. guys, right? And Dean bites it to a piece of rebar. The reason that I'm okay with this is for the longest time, for 15 years, we know that hunting monsters is a dangerous job. Yeah. We've seen multiple hunters die in very similar fashion yeah. because of how dangerous this job is. I think it's very, it's a little ironic and very, very poetic for now that the big bad, the guy that has been controlling their lives for forever is gone. Dean dies in the most simplistic way because he, he doesn't have that person writing his story anymore. He dies in a way that is very, very normal for a normal human being. And I think for me to, it it worked because if I would have had him die in a ball of fury, jumping off a cliff and saving Sam, it wouldn't have felt real. It doesn't need to be die hard. No, but what I'm saying is it wouldn't have felt real. Built real in what way? And based on where we're at in the season it just in the in this in the story and with chuck being gone like if he would have you're right and and You're you're not wrong ryan you're absolutely right but that goes right back to the problem that we have with dab is that he knew that season 15 was gonna be the end Mm -hmm. and he had Tons of time to figure out how to do this the right way and he chose to give us five maybe six relevant episodes out of 20 in the season at 19 and then in the show I, I, I with get, a single episode. I, I, so I get that. But my, the point I'm trying to make here is that shit happens as a hunter. Right. And you could at any point they could have tripped and fallen on anything. Right. It, it's just it shit happens. Well, so because so I get what you're saying. With, like, that's my point with this. Like it, it, at some point as a hunter, 
that could happen to anyone. Doesn't right. matter who it is. And of course, Sam and Dean, probably best hunters of all time, the best hunters of all time. But only with God's luck, though. <laughs> well, and that's at least where that's, that. so and that's, that's where it comes apart. That's where it comes apart. I was, but I was okay with giving him a normal death because anything else would have felt fucking just ridiculous. So, I don't have a problem with how he died per se. I have a problem that it was not connected to anything. anything. Yeah. yeah, I get that. That I do. I understand. It was dab being dab, not having anything connected and giving us an episodic send off. This death really wasn't connected. We can say well, it was connected like we did during the first hour. And it is. You can look at the. The, the meanings behind things, mm-hmm. the emotions. But that should be woven into what's actually uh, happening. We, we could have had this ending. I, I so we could have had all of this still. I think I'm more negating the people that are pissed off because he didn't go out in like the no, blaze. No, that's not what I want. It doesn't need, no, no, hold on. Time, 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 time. It does not need to be a blaze of glory. And here's where I would say counter argument to the whole fucking thing. Mike is right in that you needed to have... It tied the events need to be tied to the message and the themes, not just also there. The idea of it being a random act of happenstance does make sense now that God's no longer here. But I think that's the big problem with the season as a whole. And the thing we had an issue with when they said, you are not special, you are plot armor. And that's why you're even, that's why you're even a functioning adult. I think we're all saying the same. We are. are. Hold on. Because the only thing you had to do to make this feel better was he gets stabbed or dies saving a kid. Saving people hunting things. The kids were gone. He's fucking around with Jenny. And a random guy who never gets his mask off kills him. And that's where it feels like you got to be a non-story. It's a non-plot. You're fucking kidding me. It was contrived. It was contrived so that we can have an ending and we can have emotions. People aren't understanding what I'm saying. We can have that exact same situation okay but make it more meaningful to the situation bring a little more context it feels like hey well this is the final episode all right well how am i going to create the emotions that people need for this to feel like a series finale okay let's kill dean here what's he gonna do he's just gonna be pushed into a spike that's it (laughs) like when you say it like that it's it's fucking shitty and like what you just said why not have the kids involved somehow? Have him take a machete take, stab for the child. As the kids are about to be killed, he gets in the way. Because that or would have been even him. better yet, Sam's about to be stabbed. And he gets in the and way. It's just fucking weak. Yeah. And that's it's the thing. It's not that, the situation. It's how it was executed. And that's the thing is that it is. A dummy wrote it. Poor writing. Because you need to have. This happens because of this. And Dean makes a decision to sacrifice himself to save Sam or to save the kid or for some reason not fate is not allowed to just be a character in your story. It was just, hey, it's time to wrap it up. Yeah. And that's the thing is it doesn't feel like Dab did anything outside of how do I need to kill him? Well, that'll work. I don't think you guys are are quite grasping who I'm combating here. I think as far as what you guys are saying, I'm on the same fucking page with you. There are people that are literally upset with the way he died. Yeah, I know. And I think Mm -hmm. that's more or less what I'm combating is that I'm on the same page with Mike. I'm on the same page with you, Thomas. Like, obviously... There's people on the internet that wanted to go out in a blazing glow. Yeah, Yeah, I I saw that. and that. And that's the thing that, like, bugged me because... Of the same thing that you said, Thomas. Well, that's why what so, Mike said earlier, he should have died in the last episode. Yeah. And so we for, already knew it was going to be a, it was going to be small and nuanced that, that again, that's not the problem. It, it's just, yeah. The meaning is behind it. Yeah. Yeah. I, for me, like I didn't have such a problem with like, obviously the, the extent of how he died, but I, I think you, both of you are right. Like it, it, it was hack writing to do it without having some type of reasoning behind it. I, for me, at the end of the day, um, it, it, it sucked. Mm-hmm. It sucked, but it also gave us that awesome moment with Jared and Jensen. So I can gloss. There's a lot of things I glossed over in this episode, this last episode. A, because it was the last episode. You and I had this conversation you know, before yeah. we started. I glossed over a lot. Um, uh, I, I, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I fucking hated 
absolutely fucking hated the pie scenes. I, I, yeah. during this part of that, that, that episode, I wanted to stop watching and it bummed me out that I had that feeling of not wanting to fucking watch this bullshit because over the last couple seasons, Dab has turned Dean into a complete joke and it bread is it, hot. It, yes. It, dude, it pissed me off, dude. I was sitting there just so upset watching this like why are we doing this right now and like mike said and mike brought it up you turn dean into a dog Mm -hmm. you know he always on his deathbed let's go ahead and give him a great day like dude that's it it's so true though it's so true i when i put my cat down i gave him literally the best day of his life it's like dude that's not what you do to a main character treat dean since dab's run they treat dean like he's an idiot like he's a moron like he's does has a half a brain yeah. they always do this to him and i know what they're trying to do because kripke did the same thing but he did it right he made it more about siblings being silly with one another dean being the one that always goes a little too far oh my brother's such an idiot it was right. kind of like that now they've turned it into sam you're my dumb brother lovable oh oh you're so stupid dean you're so silly now now those are the faces they have sam make as well, it goes well. With the shitty jazz music yeah, it's it's just I hate the fucking music that he uses. The yeah, the jazz dude, like, ugh. Anyway. it's we it, yeah, it, it, you know, I, for me, I just glossed over a lot of it just because it was like, all right, yeah, and you kind of have to, but that's the thing that bothers me yeah. probably more than just the shouldn't have to do. There, that. there was this. It's a meme, so there's no reference to this, but basically, it was a D and D meme where someone's like in the afterlife, and this paladin character's like, yeah, I saved this town. And then someone other wizards like I sacrificed my soul to defeat a demon. And then the rogues like I tripped on my way out the door and died. And that's why I'm in hell. And that's what Dean did basically. And I still feel like you could have just had him save Sam or save a kid and it would have yeah. worked a bit better. Yeah. But the problem with the non-story plot idea, not only is this a big ramification fuck up that we brought up from the whole they have luck and it's intrinsically tied to their ability to function as humans. Because theoretically, by that logic, when God became normal again, I guess Jack had to be friendly to them because otherwise they wouldn't even know how to make fucking eggs, according to that previous episode that Dab wrote. But it just feels like such a lackluster reasoning for the legendary Dean Winchester to go down that way. Okay, so pixie perfection. I can't perfectly. Pixel perfectly. Uh, Kripke made it Dean's armor, what we're talking about. Uh, the front he put on yep. in front of everyone to keep them at distance. Yes, yep. exactly. I mean, look at the Christmas special. One of the fucking best episodes they've ever done, truthfully. And he wants all this like last minute stuff because he knows there's not going to be any more Christmases. And he does all the silliness. and like, Yeah, let's do the tree and the Santa and all that stuff. Because deep down, he doesn't want to face the feelings that he's got. And you know what makes me even more mad is that um, they essentially told us how it was going to end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Chuck said, if you kill me, Uh, that's such a salt in the wound. And he gave Sam the vision. It's slightly different, but it still involves vampires. (laughs) Mm. Damn it. So who really won? Yeah. Dab. Oh, and that's the other thing, too. Chuck told them, if you kill me, and it happened. If you were going to do this death and a flash forward, I also had an issue with the fact that Dean dies like a week and a half after yeah, fighting time, so fucking city, hard yeah. his entire life to have some freedom. But they well, gave him like, the pie day, though. The, Thomas, the, they gave I, him the pie day. Yeah, but The he, irony of the universe is that, fuck you, kid. You finally got it. You're going to trip and die. Look, dude, you know what the biggest travesty of this episode was? The damn wig they put on Sam as an old guy. <laughs> that was the biggest travesty. He looked fucking horrible. Come on, man. I, that Honestly, I was... What did people say he looked like? Ain't grumpy Cat. Grumpy Cat. Uh, kind of, yeah. What did they... Did, did You know what it looked like? It didn't look like... That might not be a wig. That's his hair. It looked like they got the Party City hair yeah, spray. Spray, spray and paint. sprayed, like, his hair white yeah. and, and... Like, dude, come on, guys. This show... It was COVID budget. It was... <laughs> I got a buck hey, 95. Johnny, Johnny, we got to make Sam's hair gray. Can you go to Party City and get some of that spray and shit for so his hair? So at the actual prop store, nobody's working because of COVID, but there's a 14-year-old working at a Party City in downtown Las Vegas. 
He's no. wearing a mask and he sold me the canned spray hair. No, they borrowed somebody who was raving illegally during COVID. <laughs> like, hey, let's use that spray paint you have there. Yeah. Dude, Miss Monkey called him Bernie Sammers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, dude, it, I'm sorry. Like, okay, so I actually didn't mind the flash forward so much because it was Sam living out his life and being happy. But that took a, like that scene where, where he has the wig on really killed it for me. I'm like, you guys couldn't have aged him any better. Like, that looks so bad. That looks like a horrible cosplayer. Like, yeah. come on, man. Well, my big dude. So the thing with Dean dying in that way as well is it just fucking sucks in so many ways because he dies a couple of weeks, presumably. Maybe let's give him months, no longer than a year after the events of episode 19. I mean, two episodes ago, Castiel sacrifices himself and opens up a portal to the empty <laughs> to, to save to Dean. Yeah. And then Dean trips like a bitch. Now I know he didn't really trip. He was picked up and thrown. But come on. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's just, it feels like it's and not thought out. You know, they're writing episode the to episode. It's not even episode to episode, dude. This is the kind of writing that's sequence or scene to scene. And then, yeah, they technically staple together. But did you think about it? No. Because we then have Castiel sacrifice himself. It was supposed to be a big moment in the episode. I died for you, lover. Oh, wait a second. You're dead. Oh, I guess I guess I didn't have to wait long. Well, it also doesn't matter because now you I get to go to a better you, place. Lover. I'm resurrected yes. by Jack and you're also in heaven, which is much better than living. So guess what? None of it fucking matters. Well, and so that's where my biggest like, OK, I can accept and, and enjoy this for what they're trying to do. But if I think about it too much, I get mad and upset because Jack is not going to interfere except for bringing Castiel back who you can't see because heaven knew rules. So also that sacrifice is meaningful. And if he dies in this, which he does in this way, that's so generic. It really makes me sit back and just hate all of Dab's run because we had at the end of season 11, these two brothers taught deities that family is more important than anything else. Michael and Lucifer, Amara and Chuck. And and they had a purpose. They weren't just characters in a story. They were the the gospels of Winchester. They were these important people. They were showing that power doesn't mean anything if you have no family, no love in your life. That they were better than these gods because of that. And with the end of season 15, with all of season 15, they were characters in a shitty Stephen King book who the second that the writer bit the dust, they tripped and died, and that was it. And taking away the moments of importance with Sam and Dean's stuff and all the good things and the emotions that I talked about before, this is why this season doesn't work and why I am upset with how this ends because it does make me feel like the none of it mattered because the only reason I know that the universe and Chuck's a cockhead is because of what dab developed made a thing and then dropped the ball on completion so I only have this angry installment to look at. And I don't like that. I don't like that feeling. Mm. And the cast, hey, he's alive. Don't worry about it. You'll never see him again. Feels like a real slap to the taint as well. Yeah. Well, we're not going back on our first half of our discussion. The emotions were great. And that's what makes. And if the you look at it just like that, that works. That's what makes the episode palatable yeah. is that it brought the emotions. But is that really what we want from a series finale? Hey, 25 minutes of fuckery, five minutes of tears, montage, montage. Sounds like my sex life. <laughs> montage? Yeah, there's a montage. <laughs> so, yeah. 
it was written poorly. I think, I mean, is that anything new that we're saying? Well, no. Yeah, I was going to say, is that a shocker? And honestly, I'm not mad. I'm being, I'm passionate as we're talking because yeah. we have a show and we're supposed to entertain people and communicate and do all those things. Honestly, I wasn't mad when I was watching the episode. I laughed a few times. Then I you know, teared up a bit. Then I chuckled. Then I got a little yeah. annoyed. But honestly, the episode, when it's all said and done, is exactly what I expected. Yeah. And that's even worse it's in a exactly way. exactly what I expected. I knew this is what we would get because we had no lead in. This is what we talked about during our last episode discussion, as well as our Patreon show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is what we were going to get an emotional closure. And when you look at the episode as that emotional closure, the dab succeeded. Dab and singer succeeded, but who, but let me, let's, let me put a question mark at the end of that. Who really succeeded dab and singer or Jensen and Jared because they're fantastic actors. Jensen and Jared, hands down, through and through. You don't think it's the writing? Fuck no. I called several. I'd sent messages to you guys. I had at least four times when I knew exactly what the dialogue was going to be because Dab is predictable. So is that not us laying in the prone position? And taking it up the bone. And just and taking, taking it. it because yeah, we know. It is. It feels disingenuous oh. as well. <laughs> it feels disingenuous because Dab knew that all he had to do was rely on his crutch. Yeah. I don't need to write anything really good because they'll, they'll everybody, everyone will have so everybody many loves Jensen and Jared. And with 15 years, everyone's emotions are so wrapped into it. It and can't not I'm going to succeed because people are going to love the emotions because yeah. everyone loves Jensen and Jared. And he's right. And that's why it irks me because he, he's fucking right. It worked because of them. So maybe he's not as dumb as we think. Maybe he's smarter. He's and just a lazy. manipulative cock. That's what he is. <laughs> I feel manipulated because you were, I feel manipulated. Hey, I know what they like. And that's the thing is that I, I know what they like, so I don't have to try anything harder. And that really bothers me because he does do that throughout his entire, throughout the entire run, you know? And then I, I, what the salt in the wound was, I saw a tweet. Yeah. What is this about? So I saw a tweet today. Because it was on my notifications, but I had stayed off of Twitter entirely until I had watched the episode. No spoilers. Because that's just the world we live in these days. But I saw a tweet from Adam VFX. So it was Adam Williams is his last name, correct? Yes. Yeah. The visual effects lead for Supernatural. And he writes, in another dimension four years ago, a person spilled their coffee on a subway. In our dimension, they drank it. The resulting difference? In that time, season 11, episode 20 was the finale. Finding out that Chuck is God. Season 12 through 18 is headed by showrunner Robbie Thompson. And then a political statement. Now, the thing that really made me interested with this is because he's saying this. That makes complete sense at first. That Don't Call Me Shirley is the finale. That Robbie mm-hmm. Thompson would have been the showrunner after that. Who we know was essentially Carver's number two person at that time. And then somebody, res- the only response that I that is on that tweet was somebody saying, I wish desperately that Robbie could have been showrunner. I have nothing against Dab. I just always felt that Robbie got the show. He loved it and that showed through his writing his episodes never left me disappointed. This is something that I have zero basis of fact on, but feels f- fucking well, why right. Why would he write that? Is doesn't it because right why after, would he write that? Right after the series finale, he tweets that. Yeah. I don't, I'm not going to speak for him. I know he was a longtime listener of our show. I right. don't know if he listens anymore because he got in trouble. He did. Uh, he tweeted out, he retweeted our show. I want to say about it two years ago. Yep. Two years. I think it's two years. And he said something about these guys are hilarious. And before that, he used to come into chat rooms. He's the visual effects coordinator yeah. of Supernatural. He used to go yeah, into our chat rooms. He used to talk to people about our show. He used to talk about the visual effects. Uh, he was really into the show. He retweets us and then he's attacked. Why would you retweet something when the guys are talking about your boss? Because we were making fun of Dab. It's when we started joking about him. And then he he doesn't delete the post, but he does tweet, anything I share or like has nothing to do with me agreeing. He didn't say our names. 
He didn't say dad's no, he name. He says just, be, just because I share something doesn't mean I share the opinions. And since then, we've never heard from him again. No. Thanks, Twitter. You've ruined another thing. Dude, Twitter ruins everything. But so that made me think because if Robbie Thompson really was number two, we know that Singer was gone with Carver's final run. If Carver left, I could easily see there being, and I'm, this is all 100% my subjective theorizing and conjecture. There's no fact to this. This is just what I thought of. So please nobody take this for anything unless you have some proof, you know, which this again, just my thoughts. I could easily see that for some backroom dealings, when Singer was brought back, when they're looking at who's going to be the new showrunner, if they were convinced to pass on Robbie Thompson to somebody more mm, malleable or controllable in a way, somebody who would need a partner, somebody who will just say yes to whatever another person's ideas are. I could see why then Robbie would leave and move to greener pastures. And now we have a different showrunner who quickly becomes known as not the showrunner, not the co-showrunner, but the co-executive producer at best. Now, we could see where the end of season 11 could lead into the only good ideas for the only season that really followed through on its intentions with Mary. Because if that was one of the few ideas laid in the groundwork by Thompson and Carver beforehand, and not just Dab's thing, it would make sense that she never shows up in any sort of relevance again when it's seasons 13, 14, and 15, which are truly Dab and Singer's series at that point. So, I don't know. That's how I start to feel about things. And again, this is all my conjecture and happenstance. But time will tell with that. Because it was very interesting that he put that tweet out there. Because that does lead me to think that there was competition. That it could have been Robbie Thompson, do you want to be showrunner? And instead went to Dab. So. Who knows, man? I mean. Maybe, maybe not. In another universe. In another universe. In another universe. I'd have seven full inches. I do. That was the joke I was about to and make. And in this universe, I knew you were going to say that. God damn it, dude. That was the joke. I, fuck. Uh, I cannot believe that. Yeah. You're welcome. Holy shit. Am I that predictable? Well, you did help dab right the episode. Uh, oh, thank you. Oh, fuck you guys. Now, I want to say something kind of off topic, but on topic with what people are saying in the chat room on Patreon, Patreon discord. Um, it does suck when people attack the actors and visual effects coordinators and it makes me and writers. What we say on this show, and I'll use dab as an example, cause we talk a lot of trash. It's for the purposes of satire. Like we're, we're entertaining people. So we make jokes and yes, yeah, sure. It comes from a real place. We are annoyed with dab as a writer, mm-hmm. but it's not that we just troll him. There's a critical lens. We're also offering proof as to what's wrong with his writing and his work and his run as a showrunner. That being said, I would never ever tweet him no. in real life and say, dude, you're Andrew Flab, you're a shitty writer. I would, and if I were because ever that's completely f- disrespectful. Yeah. He's a human being. Yeah. I, and yes, and you're right, uh, Ryan. It, even face to face, I would shake his hand, and I that's would it. Never be disrespectful. No, because you're face. a piece of shit if you do that. Yeah, you're, you're you an, don't know him. You're a cocksucker. And like for me, like this I is would, a like, show. We make jokes. We're passionate. It, the whole point is to make a joke and make you guys laugh. If it makes you laugh, then we did our job. At the end of the day, if I were face to face with Dab, I'd like Mike said, I'd shake his hand and be completely respectful of the man. We, he would probably stab you. I, we would probably be guilt. Yeah, absolutely. We would absolutely be killed. You'd be like, you cocksucker. You son of a motherfucker. And as he stabbed us, I'd be like, you know what? That's fair. I saw that coming. I that deserve that. I, I actually I deserve that. I, I would be like, Andrew, I'm Andrew, dad, please don't push me into this rebar, bro. Please. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, whatever, so, whatever you do, please don't push me into some rebar, please. Wait, so then Mike gets pushed into rebar, and then him and I have a brotherly moment where we tap heads together? So did I get consumed by the empty? Yeah. See you later, fucker. Uh, that makes sense. No one. Well, everyone forgot about you anyways. <laughs> Whatever you do, Dad, please don't give me a, a meaningless death. Please. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, people are on Twitter is just. Dude, uh, Twitter is the most, one of the most toxic places I've ever 
encounter. It's a shit site. It is a shit site. Yeah. If I didn't have to have it violates one, the Geneva Convention. Yes, like it, it should just be taken down. The people that are on there are worse than I don't even know. It's bad. Yeah. It's fucking bad. Now, you were talking about looking at these things from a critical eye, Mike, and from a writing perspective. And that's one thing that a lot of fans have talked about, especially us, for years about when it comes to an end, how is it going to be written? It needs to be phenomenal. And because of that, we all thought about the idea of Eric Kripke coming back for the ending. And we know, despite misleading and different reports, we know they brought the idea to him. Yeah. Because recently he had an interview with EW, which also is trying to get every article they can. Before, They're trying to milk this, this is gone. dude. He said that the supernatural ending is, quote, the right one. Fans would have hated my ending. Now, I think there's something to be said about that because he wouldn't have re- written an ending to make us happy. He would have written the ending. So it says... Because it's not about us. Right. It, at the end of the day, it's not... A, it's not... You shouldn't care what's right for your story. Mm. And if you know your story and you know, truly know the show, you're, then you would actually deliver in any most of us as listeners don't really know what we want we think no, we, we don't. want we think we want something correct look at all the destiel shippers who want a destiel they want a destiel and dad look what happened with all of his little brain power said they want this yeah i get you this yeah <laughs> but he gives them destiel no one's they, happy with it and no one's happy with it not one person is like loved it great perfectly like i envisioned that's why you don't listen to the fans. You don't for the listen most to part. the fans for beat for beat storytelling. You listen to the fans for generalizations about what needs to be addressed and what needs to be done before the show ends. Uh, so I'm going to skip the first bit, which is just basically a recap, but eventually goes to. So what did show creator Eric Kripke think of the ending? First, let's remember where Kripke's story ended. Quote, in my last episode, Swan Song, I probably in hindsight foolishly spent maybe like 80% of how I wanted that show to end. I didn't know it was going to go 15 years. I probably wouldn't have done that again had I had another chance, but I thought maybe there was another year or two. Outside of a few little scenes and a few more moments, that was the meat of where I thought the show should end, which is Sam versus Dean and then ultimately good versus evil. But brotherhood wins and sacrifices are made. Right there, I fucking love that because that is the story And it's something I do feel is missing from the ending we have. When the show didn't end in another year or two, Kripke says from that point forward, it's inevitable that over many years, the show is going to spend every idea I had in terms of where it could go or end. By the time they reach this ending, it's not like I had some preconceived notion of how it should end. I was completely open-minded to what the gang was cooking up. So how did he feel about the pitch? He says, I had a long talk with Jensen about it and had a long talk with Andrew and uh, Andrew Dab and Bob Singer about it. And I think the best it's the best possible ending for the show. It was interesting. They pitched it to me and I went off to think about it for a couple of days and admitted admittedly me being me. I spent some time thinking, okay, is there any other ending I would pitch back that I think is better? And I spent a couple of days trying to chase down a couple avenues and I couldn't come up with anything better. So I went back and I was like, guys, I think it's the right one. There's some substance to it, uh, but there's something emotional. I think there's a positive energy around it. See how he understands exactly what he's reading? Yeah. Because he's right. There is substance to it. Something emotional. Emotional. There's positive energy. These are all the things we said as well. Like, and, and he is right. And I also agree that this is the best ending we could have gotten. Mm-hmm. Because it's all depending on how the season went beforehand. Exactly. This is from based on the last four years. This is the most reasonable outcome based on what we've been given specifically in this season alone. Yeah. It, yeah. So he goes on to say, I will say this. There's only one scene that I haven't done that I would have done for the end of the show. And I'm certainly not going to give it away. Maybe one day I will. But I can assure fans that my ending was so much darker than the ending they're going with. So anyone who like who's like Kripke should have ended it. I'm like you would have hated my ending because it was a horror movie and it was going to have a horror movie ending. So I can promise you the ending they went with. You'll love much more than if the ending 
than if you had let me end the show. Uh, now, Dis- agree to disagree. Yeah, come on now. But that's an important statement for a couple of reasons. One, I think you're right, Mike, and I think Kripke's right. There's no way this show could have given us this more satisfying ending with where they had laid the groundwork. If you dig, if you mop or paint yourself into a corner, you got nowhere else to go. You're if just you've there. painted the whole room with red. And you're in the corner now. And then suddenly you're going to switch to orange. It doesn't make any sense. And so you have to just go with the you red. keep going with red. Yeah. And that's what we got ultimately. And I think, and again, from the first half of this discussion, I stand by those statements and in those emotional elements and the way it ended, those Absolutely. things work. Yeah. It's just that this whole season was too much of a mess to give us what we really could have had with yeah. this. Now, the other thing about it is he's right. It would have been a sad ending. It would have been a darker ending. And I think that's exactly why we loved Swan Song and why so many people love it. And why the sacrifice has always mattered so much to this show and this fandom. So I don't think we would have hated it. I just don't think we would have had the happy ever after sort of ending. I, you're right. I don't think we would have hated his ending because we would have a story that, that would justify. feel and understand. It would justify the decisions. All we have to do is look at Swan Song for proof of that. Mm. You don't have to have a Correct. happy ending to make us happy. Just reasons as to why this happened and have a story that builds to that to conclusion. That yeah. That's if, all. If it's a satisfying ending, it doesn't need to be a happy ending. Swan Song's I, a sad ending, but I fucking sad. love it. But and that's and I think that's why it works, is that it, it it is a satisfying ending, but like you said, it's 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 sad. It is a sad well, ending. And the the other thing about this statement that gives me hope is that he doesn't give away what his ending would have been. To bring it up and not tell us is for a could be for different reasons, but I think the primary reason that would happen is simply he plans to still use this at some point. Why give away the golden goose? Yeah, which gives me hope about a potential reboot or return a reboot. Fuck that return. It, yeah, you would be considered a reboot when you bring a show back. Not the traditional hard reboot where it's like these it's Sam and Dean, totally different people, and one's a girl now and one's named Sam. They don't wear the drive an Impala one. and they drive a you know What if we do a remake? No. No, they they drive an Impala, but it's the new shitty one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I do like the idea that maybe that could work. But you're right, dude. We don't yeah. need to have that happy ending necessarily. Yeah. And it's hard to think. And I, I just want to reiterate, I did. I mean, I, this was a sad ending too. It wasn't happy. Correct. They, the they didn't sense. get to live their life together. That's sad. Yeah. But at the end of all that, they ended up together because in the end, it's always them. So there are things that you can take away from the ending that absolutely does work. However, Supernatural's reboot, that is definitely going to happen eventually. It's only a matter of time. I like that Kripke didn't sell us on his ending or tell us or give away his ending because I have a feeling that he didn't want to give it away because, hey, I might use it. I love to think that's why he's doing it. It's yeah. I mean, so Nicole in the chat says they drive a Prius and are vegan like (laughs) like Alt Sam and Dean. I would watch that. I would watch that still. Dude, that would be hilarious. I would watch that. It oh would be great. God, dude, I would die laughing. All right. So, I mean, we're that's the, we're at where we're at right now. Fans are we're not the only ones with certain opinions. No, you know, and this is a fan show, so we thought we'd wait. It is look at some, <laughs> we look at some <laughs> Facebook posts. Uh, Mike, I'm going to go through the ones I see. If there's one that I'm missing, please let me know about the fans all of your opinions i think we covered a lot of it so i think the good thing is that a lot of the listeners are pretty much aligned right about with us obviously we're all gonna have slightly different thoughts but for the most part everyone's feels slightly satisfied to they hate it (laughs) right so let's see here the first one uh i see Spoilers for the finale from Jennifer I, I, Rini. Is Rini or Renee? I always ruin it. It's Renee. Renee. 
sorry, Jennifer. You know, you know this though. At this point, yeah, Come you on. guys know. I'm, he's gonna fuck. It's the last up. episode. I had to fuck it up one more time. Jennifer Renee has literally Renee. been gone for two years, like three years. Back she, now for this. She back. She left the show mm-hmm. after I believe season thirteen. She was because done. I couldn't get her name. No, no, right. she was done with Supernatural. She even sent us sense. a mess. Sent us a message, I believe, saying she can no longer watch this show. Right. That she'll come I back. That. She'll come back in the end, and. Two years later, you True still her word. don't know her name. Yeah. What a dick. In in my defense, oh, I barely get Sagricia right after like seven years. That's a good point. So that's a good you point. know. You suck. I suck as a human. So <laughs> oh, I didn't say that. Jennifer. Just- True to her word, comes back after two years, says, I'm pretty sure I wrote a better ending laying in bed recovering from surgery. Okay, so Cass dies as it is in the show, but before he gets taken to the empty and just before he confesses his love to Dean, he hands him a scroll, says he was going to be the sacrifice, but now he can't, and it's up to Sam and Dean. Cass says he loves him, has his moment of happiness, and dies. The scroll has a binding spell that they say works on the most powerful of all beings, but for it to work, it requires a sacrifice of selfless love. Wait, what is this? This is her, like... Rewrite? Rewrite, yeah. Are you going to read all of that? I didn't realize. I just clicked to see more and see how long this is. I thought she was going to go. I just thought it was going to be. It's a fucking pitch for a sequel. It's a full pitch. I will read this later, and we can do a 10 minutes because this is long, and I want want to see where she goes with it. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Bryant Hatch says, I'm sad, and that ending was garbage. Oh, wow. Wowzer. (laughs) All right. Tell us how you really feel. Uh, Courtney Heaps has agreed cast deserved to be in the finale and Dean deserved more of a heroic death. Uh, they should have had, they're like, I should have known better than to have high hopes at this point. Uh, at least John and Mary were in heaven. I kind of hoped this would be them at least getting cast back to heaven and not just left in the empty. Although they do, they, they do correct and say that he is in heaven. That was also a line that I was kind of like, was this one of your eight-month rewrites where you're just like, oh, yeah, and Cass totally helped Jack, and he's alive and well. Don't worry about it. And pausing real quick, that's another thing where the Destiel bit just now kind of hurts because Cass has this heartfelt moment of I love you, sacrifices himself and dies. And then Bobby says, yeah, he's alive. Jack saved him. And Dean's just like, huh, cool, drinks his beer. <laughs> It doesn't, it, it just feels weird that way. I don't know. That's me. Uh, I'm looking, there's a lot of people talking about anxiously waiting. Here, hold on one second. Yeah. We lost our live feed. People are saying, give me a second. Oh, all right. Let me check it out. Do you see any? I'm well, the to... one that, <laughs> this one was actually really funny. Uh, Brian Hatch in the comments of the one you read earlier mm-hmm. I didn't like aging Sam out and letting him die of old age, looking like eccentric, eccentric grade nine science teacher. <laughs> dude, I'm reading that. I'm like, oh, Miss Frizzle. That's true. Oh, dude. you look like Miss Frizzle, dude. I, I, I'm gonna be honest. I, I didn't like. I didn't like the way they aged him. I just, I felt like it was like earlier. I didn't like aging Sam out. Oh wow! Oh, there I am again. Um, this one actually, I want to read. So this is from Nicole, and this actually kind of hit pretty good i want to thank crossroads for building this community you guys provided so much amazing content about our favorite show and have always been fair and thorough in your critiques but even when you had to be critical it was always obvious how much you all love this show you guys have made me laugh educated me and gave me a space to nerd out you've brought this group of fans of both the show and you guys together so we can all commiserate together on the last 15 years of Supernatural. I don't know if I could handle the end of this show without you all to discuss it with. I know you guys aren't done. Thank Jack. Yeah. But I just wanted to thank you and uh, for the road so far. I agree, Nicole. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Nicole. No, thank you guys for listening to us because we're just three idiots that talk about three a show. Three idiots we like. in a room. We have provided amazing content. Oh my god. Oh my god, you are a shit. She has this like heartfelt sentiment and you're like, yeah, I'm pretty great. <laughs> wow, what a dick. Ignore him. Yeah. 
But uh, seriously, though, thank Ignore you. Ignore him. No. What is she like a precious gem? She's got her feelings hurt. No, it's Nicole. No. Come on. I'm saying you fuck off for yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> fuck off. For She's being... fine. You're a twat. Yeah, you are a twat. <laughs> no, I. No, we're just three idiots in a room. Yeah, I think it's it, it. It's a testament to how long we've been doing this show, and and we appreciate you guys because we started this having no idea what the fandom was like, and to at. You know, obviously right now we're kind of, you know, in, in the doghouse with the fandom for being too critical at, at points. But I feel like that's going to change here soon. And, and I'm excited to go forward. And like you said, we're not going to stop. We're going to keep going. And um, and I'm getting emotional, so I'm going to shut up now. <clears throat> Unless you tell us to stop, and then we will. Because, you know, we definitely want to maintain your consent. Right. If you guys are just not, don't oh want anymore. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's... You're disgusting. <laughs> what are you, five suddenly? Yes. Oh, stop. What That's are you, disgusting. five suddenly? That's so gross. Ew, boys Ew. like girls. Cooties. Oh, my God. I saw his wiener. <laughs> boys can also like boys. I mean, boys like boys. If they're Castiel and Dean. <laughs> <laughs> that was Castiel blowing Dean. That was my. Thank you. Nobody well, knew. Nobody. Yeah. Well, no, of course. I didn't say any names or anything. <laughs> I can't believe I did that I want to know what episode it is I need to go back and what that's from but it's horrible Nicole says you have my consent oh hey (laughs) I only have one thing to say to that (laughs) oh Jesus Christ it's so bad so 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 bad I just want to know what it's from man I gotta find out ugh I'm sorry you guys have to hear that. I just assaulted everyone's ear holes with that. Oh, it's not like it's the first time. Well, no, except for Nicole. She gave consent. <laughs> what was that? Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. All right. So I think at this point we can probably get into our final thoughts. Mm. Ryan, I'm going to come to you first. Oh, you son of a I bitch. know, I know. You cocksucker. I can't change it now. Um... I have been thinking of like what I'm going to say in this segment for actually since we started the show tonight. Um, I, I think this ending is kind of where we all, they handcuff themselves into this ending. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but because I didn't dislike it. I, the only part of the episode that I absolutely just could have done without is the stupid pie thing. I just wasn't into it. It was stupid. And I'm, I'm very upset with the way they made Dean a joke because when we first meet Dean, he's a fucking badass. And for them to, you know, 15 years later, turn him into a fucking caricature really kind of hurts me because he is my favorite character. Um, as far as the way he died, I mean, I gave you guys my opinion earlier. I'm okay with it. I'm I'm even more okay with the 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 performance that Jensen and Jared gave in that scene. Um, it was emotional. It was powerful. I fucking cried. Um, the end where you know Dean is driving and and then finally you know he says, "Hey Sam, I, dude, I I lost it. I straight up lost it in this episode." Um, luckily, I watched it by myself, so no one would make fun of me for crying like a baby back bitch. But for me, a lot of emotions hit me watching this last episode, essentially just thinking about like the three of us doing the show, like the Rain Man Digital probably wouldn't be a thing without this show. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be completely honest. I mean, like Rain Man Digital Media, Supernatural Crossroads is what got us to do other shows. So this whole time I'm watching this and like all these emotions are hitting me like, you know, Mike was just a dude that talked on the radio and I just knew him from acquaintances. Like, and now I've been doing this for seven years. Same thing. I, I had never met you before, Thomas, until nope. we came into this we room. We met because of the show. We met because of this show. So for me, all these emotions hit. And I think, yeah, obviously, like we had some problems with, with the ending of the show, but a lot of good memories flowed over me when I was watching this episode. And um, 
and I'm sure I'm not the only one that, that had that. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of people that watched the last episode and a lot of like, you know, for you, Thomas being starting it when you did, mm-hmm. you know, when it first came out. So I, I was okay with the way they did it. I glossed over a lot of the shit that I didn't like in the episode because there were some pretty amazing moments. And, and, and like Mike said, some well-directed, uh, singer, singer directed the shit out of this episode and in, in the good parts. Um, but I didn't think it didn't hit me until obviously the episode finished and kind of sank in like, you know, and I, and like I said, trying to explain it to my dad and I broke down and ch- kind of got choked up. Um, if I really don't want to grade the last episode, I, I'd be personally honest. I don't want to give it a grade. Right. Um, because it is the last episode. So, so for me, you don't want to, but if you had to, oh, don't put me on the if spot. I, like, if I put ugh. you on rebar, and uh, <laughs> let's say you were riveted to this position, oh my god, um, seventy. You don't have to if you don't want to. Seven, seventy-two. I, I give it a seventy-two, and, and the only reason it got a seventy-two is because a the scene with Dean and Baby, and the scene on the bridge. Um. Yeah. I agree. So, so for me, like, I, I glossed over a lot of the dumb shit. A lot of awesome memories hit me with just you know doing this show and and um, just watching these characters that you know for the last seven years we've talked about and you know enjoyed. So yeah, that's that's I mean that's all I can say. Um, it's it's somber. It's a somber moment. Like. I didn't want to go first when you, <laughs> I did not want to go first, but right. it is a somber moment. And I'm, I'm happy that, you know, we were able to do the show and talk about it. So Mike, any final thoughts for the episode? We give dab a lot of shit and the guy, as we know, he's not the greatest of showrunners, but I do appreciate that he was able to pull off a very emotional episode. We know that he, he kind of veers to the comedy. That's more in his wheelhouse, the, the goofy side of Supernatural, the silliness. And yet he was able to put that aside when he needed to and give us what we had to have for the final episode of Supernatural. I don't agree with how we got here. I don't agree with how we got to that moment where Dean died. But once we got there, it worked. It did. Emotionally, it worked. And I didn't really expect anything else. If this was four years ago, I would be livid. Yeah. But I understand the nature of how the show evolved to this point and how we've gone from a serialized show to more of episodic over the years. And the fact that a lot of episodes aren't really connected. There's a disconnect, not just in terms of uh, myth arc and narrative, but even emotionally. Mm -hmm. So I understand why we were given a finale like that. Well, that's that's pretty much it. I I enjoyed the great parts of this episode. Yeah, this is uh it's a tough one because it's not a normal episode. It's not a normal episode in the fact that it's the series finale. There's no at the time, I'll still say that. No future seasons as of right now. There's just this. And that's really hard to come to grips with. When it's it's hard to think that it's just not going to be around anymore. Not in the same way. I mean, the show is still here. We can always rewatch it. Fan, many fans do. You know, we have the communities, mm-hmm. and however long our podcast continues, you know, whether it be. 15 years now, you know, or something like that. (laughs) Or until the show comes back, we'll have a lot of memories and stuff like that. But it's so weird for me to, to think that there's not 
another season. It's supernatural has been a staple in my life since I was 15 years old, which I'm sure makes some people, even people in this room feel old. It makes me feel old because I turned 30 this year. (laughs) Shut up, Thomas. (laughs) But how do you say goodbye to something like that? Yeah. You know, and I think the, the, in a way you don't, you still have the fans, you still have the potential. And I think that's one of the great things about, storytelling is that all it takes is a dedicated group of people of passionate people to tell a new story. Once this world has been created, we've talked about the comic books. We've talked about the anime. There are novels. There's an entire board game. We're talking about doing fan fiction stuff ourselves with both a radio play and the RPG. And there's other people who have written all kinds of fan fiction and done all kinds of art. And there's cons because of this now. And it's one of those things that it's hard to explain to people. A lot of people, especially when you get mad, if an episode isn't super great or if a finale doesn't meet your expectations, a lot of people will give us the de facto statement. Well, it's just a show. Stop being a baby. I hate hate that. And I hate that too because it's not just a show. Anything that matters to people isn't just a show isn't just a jacket, isn't just a car, isn't just a thing. We as people inherently put sentimental value on things. And I think a show is no different, especially when it can be there to help us through tough times. It can be there to make us laugh, come together, meet new people. I mean, so many people in the chat just now are talking about how this fandom and how our show shockingly and thankfully has allowed people to meet new friends and things like that. It's not just a show. It means something to people and you can't take that away or you can't belittle that just because you don't understand it. And so if we seem angry at times, that's just passion. And if we seem bitter about stuff, it's because we want and expect some more. We're like the parents that will never be satisfied with the child because we know they can do mm. fantastic things. They know the potential. And I want to just say, I, I enjoyed this episode for what it was set up to achieve and what it could achieve in the place it was put in, in the situation it found itself in with the season where it had led it and what it was trying to do with the sentimental value and emotions So for that part, it worked. I have my problems with it, and I hope to be positive in thinking that the show will return one day. But maybe like Dean, it needs a little bit of a rest before it can come back. I don't know. I want to say thank you to everybody who has listened to our crazy nonsense over the years. People who have been here, whether it's been since day one or tonight's your first episode. Which, weird choice, but you do you. (laughs) (laughs) It's very true. I want to thank everybody who took even a minute to listen to three idiots babble about a show that meant something to us and a show that meant something to you guys. And I hope that like that show, we brought some laughs and, and have made it fun. And again, we don't intend to stop. We have plans for next year. Sillier plans, perhaps (laughs) with some of the RPGs. If you've listened to the previous three, it should be fun. But it'll be fun, and I think that that's the biggest thing is that I enjoyed the episode for everything that I could, despite my issues with it. I found out what happened to Bobby, and really, that's a fucking win. After five years, that's a fucking win in my book. And I want to say thanks, everybody, for listening. So, yeah, we will be gone next week. However, we will be returning Monday, December 7th. For our season 15 full season recap, end of the year show. Thank you all for listening. Enjoy our new customized ending. (laughs) Although I think for better or worse, we still enjoyed what we were given. So thank you all. We'll see you in about two weeks.
And so they lived happily together for 300 years. You are no longer a part of this story. Hey, ass butt. 